Anyway, so we're uh, so I'm Adrian, and uh, we're in a series in Thessalonians, almost coming to the end, looking at uh, Thessalonians, the healthy church. Uh, it had good foundations. It was full of people that had encountered God's power. We can read in chapter one. It had changed them. It had changed them. So this is not like a religious city, Thessalonica. Okay, it was a Greek pagan city. It had turned, the gospel had brought uh, unbelievers to be brothers and sisters. And that's what we are. We keep talking about, and the passage today, Paul starts with brothers. They had turned from idols to work and wait for the coming of Jesus. And Dave took us last week, didn't he, with a healthy response to the return of Jesus. And as a result of those things, they influenced a region. And that's our prayer too, that God influences a region because of his work in us. Uh, so we're going to, uh, having said all that, uh, we will get to Thessalonians, but I want to just give us a picture um, and uh, take us through uh, a scene in our minds. So some of you will find this easier if you're imaginatively wired. Uh, some of you, if you're words, um, it, but let me help you. I want to ask that the Good Shepherd comes among us today because uh, just the other week I, I felt God speak to me um, through a picture in a TV program <laughs> um, and more interestingly it's not a TV program I watch um, but just God dropped some words in me and I want to give you I think what, what I see what we see as a perspective of what God is doing uh, in our lives and in this church I pray if you're a visitor here or watching from another church, he's about this same thing. So stick with me. I want to, if you like, give you a bird's eye view and we're going to lean into God's heart of what he's doing. And why, why is that important? Because sometimes you think, God, we don't understand quite what you're doing. Uh, it feels like things are moving around, but, but we can't see you in it. I hope, I pray, I, I think it will help you. So first of all, imagine a stately home. Thank you, Sasha, just slide number one. Stately home. Imagine Downton Abbey, okay? Uh, uh, something I have seen. Grand drawing room, okay? Drawing room, Downton Abbey. It's neat and tidy. Uh, if you go in there with um, Lord um, Grantham, okay? You, you can't just wander in there and sit where you like and touch the books, Okay, there's like a little sense, okay, do I fit in here and uh, what can I touch in this room? Can I sit on this chair and all of that? You, f you feel a little bit, well, if I was in it, okay, it's, it's not a usual room for me. Maybe it's like your living room, I don't know. But it's, it just feels a little bit out of comfort. It's very ordered, isn't it? It's very structured and certain people do certain things. And as I, in my prayer time, watched this scene, somebody came into the room and began to rip off the wall panels. They ripped it, not in anger, they started to rip off the wall panels and pull the books off the walls. Uh, but it wasn't, wasn't a traumatic scene. It was, somebody was coming, it was like they were cleaning and they were expanding the rooms because as they pulled off the panels, behind the panels was a bigger room. The room became 
bigger. There was larger space and it was clear then. Uh, actually, as the, the panels and the dust settled, it felt like oh, a room we can breathe in. Bex used the word earlier just about God taking a box. It was like God lifted the box or he broke the sides. And what I realised for me and for us, Jesus is passionate about your and my freedom. He's passionate about our freedom. So much so that he will come to me ah, and to us and he says, I want to remove those wood panels you put up, people have put up, circumstances. Because we, we built wood panels, don't we? We built walls. Thank you, Jan, for that earlier. And Jesus is here in this church too, expanding our space in your life, my life, and our life together. He's expanding. He's taking the wooden panels off and what are those panels they're like limitations maybe they're things that you or others have said you can't do that you don't quite fit in things that restrict off strict us maybe they're thinking of performance I couldn't do that because as Dave said I might get the words wrong so our paneling is is I need to get it right our performance maybe it's sin Actually, I quite like to keep this little bit here. God, you can have this, but not anything. And God says, I want to remove the paneling. Now, that's a great prayer to pray. Um, it's often more uncomfortable as he starts to work in our lives, isn't it? And God is sometimes a passionate room expander. Sometimes he is a passionate room expander because he's our father and he loves us. He says to me, says to you, says to open door, I want to expand you. Does that sound good? It sounds a challenge. <laughs> it's okay, Lord, because it's all very well when you expand one room. That okay, that's. But what about when God touches the room that's really important? <laughs> what about when He moves on the bookcase? Lord, I like the way that was, and that familiarity and comfort. And Dave and Leslie, we're going to hear. Each, we haven't heard this week of your expansion and your 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 your, your building. Okay, building's great, but then there's a mess. Okay, and there's this, you've got different things in the living room. and um, God is here to expand and grow us in his grace and his love. And one of the things I wondered, that maybe this will help one or two, I think one of the panels that God is pulling off is the panel of, trust or the lack of trust I think God wants to enlarge the room of trust in Open Door Church the room of trust it's messy but that's what enlargement comes with it comes with a transition to more remember Joshua step into cross the river and what happens behind the room there's a place of beauty and that's this church too a place of beauty and I felt God say we're not to be a we aren't a panelled drawing room a study but here's the thing we are like a repair shop cue the next slide thanks Sasha a repair shop this church is like a repair shop the repair shop okay some of you have seen this on TV. Okay. I had to look it up and find, find. Okay, God, what is this? And it's a, 
Okay, it doesn't look anything like a, 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 you know, a neat rose study wood panelling, does it? Okay, it's a, rust, rust, a rustic barn, and as you open it, you would find there's all sorts of things inside. Lots of tools, there's tables, there's it's like it's a workshop. It's a workshop, a repair shop. And I've heard God say, this is open door. We're not a wood panelled study. We are a repair shop full of machinery, tools, and craftsmen and women, you and I. And what is the repair shop? It's a place of restoration, isn't it? The repair shop, if you've seen it, it's a place of restoration. It's a place of healing. It's a place where the destiny of the toy or the machine is restored and renewed. So if you haven't seen it, people take their teddy or an old record player or an old motorbike, something that is broken, rusted, corrupted in some way or other, and the craftsmen, the master craftsmen and women, pour out their love and grace onto this object and they bring it to life. And they give it back to the person that brought it and almost all the ones I've seen, people just start to cry and think, it looks even better than it did before. It's just like my father's bike or whatever it is. It's quite an emotive program. Uh, and I think that's what God says I'm doing here among us. I'm here to restore what is broken. I'm here to restore and lift. I'm here to bring recovery. I'm here to bring new life into what the world and anyone else might say, well, it's just broken, isn't it? And what the repair shop, it's a place of repair and restoration. It's not a place of refinery. The study is the refinery. You wear smart clothes and you touch the books and you sit properly. You hold your teacup. Open door is a place of restoration and repair. It's a place of creativity. Repair shops are a place of creativity and renewal. And it's a place of trust. This is the thing. It's a place of trust. You see, the record player or the favourite teddy is entrusted to the workman or the workwoman by its owner. And if you like, if the teddy had a if the teddy could fit, okay, I'm entrusting myself to the needle and thread and the stuffing and the new eyes of this master craftsman or craftswoman. You don't see the bear jump up or the child come in or the, an adult and say, no, 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 that, you're doing it the wrong way. They entrust the bear to the master craftsman and craftswoman. Have you got the picture? Is that helping? You see, that's the church. I believe the repair, the repair shop, the repair place is where the hands of the master craftsman express care and rebuilding and they bring what's dead back to life. I think that's a wonderful picture of our father. Now if you look around the repair shop, there's lots of tools and in my prayer time this picture just developed I could walk around it the tools all have wooden handles uh, maybe not like the tools you got at home perhaps you have but they're wooden handles 
and the wooden handles are shaped and created to fit the hands of the craftsman. They're not sharp, but they've been rounded and smoothed. And they've been oiled by the craftsman's hands. And I think that's a picture of what God's doing in us. He's oiling us. He's working in us that we are tools in the craftsman's hands. Different tools. They're not all drills. They're not all screwdrivers. Different drills. Some, dr- some tools are very particular for a, a, a particular purpose. Some tools are multi-purpose. And I heard God says to you, to me, open door, you are precious to me. Remember that? Next one. This is what the Bible says. You or we are God's handiwork. We are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance to do. We are a display of his craftsmanship. Isn't that wonderful? Just the grace of Jesus comes to us, says, I'll so repair work in you that you are a display of my craftsmanship. Friends, that gives us dignity. That gives us dignity because the master craftsman is devoted to repair what he has started, what he's chosen. So here's the difference. You are chosen to be in the repair shop. You've not been brought by someone else. You are chosen. You're here by invitation. And not just you as individuals. Open doors. See, churches, church, church, this church has been called according to God's purpose. We've been chosen. He has chosen us to be like a repair shop, to be those who are being repaired. Are you encouraged? Dave's encouraged. You're always an encouragement, Dave. This is what Isaiah says, or God says to Isaiah, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and they will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. So here's the thing. The Old Testament and the New is not just that we are being repaired, but we become the repairers. When you go to work tomorrow in your office, your street, we are repairers of broken walls. That's part of our call of the gospel, that we carry the repair shop in us, the one who repairs, the Holy Spirit. And so I just sense that God says, I'm pulling away panels with my strength. Okay, it's not Dave or I with a sledgehammer. This is God's work. And the key invitation is will we cooperate or will we hang on to the panel? Oh, not that bit. As people come, people go, as things change, as culture and atmosphere enlarges, friends, will you and I be enlarged with God's grace at this too? Will you come on this journey? Because I think God wants that. I want to oil you this morning. I want to oil you.
I want the oil. You know the handle of some drill or screwdriver? God wants the oil. You dry wood in the handle. Say, Lord, oil me. Oil me. See, the workshop's a place of repair for us and others. We're under both the repair of the master craftsman, but also we're under the repair of wise leadership. Dave and I, but many others, life group leaders, Sunday school youth. There's all sorts of different people expressing leadership. I just sense that God says, I'm adding to open door those who are good with their hands. Those who are good with their hands. I'm adding master craftsmen and craftswomen. God is adding master craftsmen and craftswomen. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll be at the front. Maybe they will. But it will, does mean that God is adding people that are part of his blessing to us but that includes all of us so I'd love to pray for us if you, Lord would you oil my hands my hands are dry I want to participate in your enlarging your oiling of the tools if you're up for that just lift your hands to him Lord we want to participate in what you are doing Oh God, and we're, we're under your instruction. You're the master craftsman. We surrender our will, our plan to you. We surrender our hands to you, our gifts to you. And we say, Lord, would you oil our hands? Come and oil our hands. Oil our hands for work this week in the workplace in our street, in our families. Oil us in, that, in our retirement. Oil us in our, tr- in our struggles and our joys. Lord, come and oil us as open door as we meet to pray tonight, as we meet in life groups, as we gather as newcomers. Lord, come and oil us. Come and oil our children, the teens. Lord, come and oil those on the fringe. Come and oil us, Lord, that we be a body. Oh, God, of craftsmen and women under your master craftsmanship oh man we won't show the other bits that's because I think it's a bit of Thessalonians as well make it legal so this is what Thessalonians 1 chapter 5 says Hear this passage with the, with the restoration repair shop in your mind. If you can do two, these two things. 1 Thessalonians 5.12 Dear brothers and sisters, honour those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Honour your master craftsmen and women. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with everyone. 
See to it that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Doesn't that sound like a good place to be, what Paul is describing? That's the culture that Dave and I are working through with Thessalonians with you. It's the culture, I think, of the repair shop. In this repair shop, the Father asks that we trust the master craftsman, him, and those he gives to be working with us to repair. In the funny way, as elders, we are, we're both shepherd and we're sheep. We're those who are repairing and those who are being repaired. But that's true for us all in many ways. And love, actually what, what God is calling us to be is a family together where the workshop is one of, of joy and tuning and life. When you go to the repair shop, you watch it on telly, the guys are not, well at least when they show it on telly, they're not cursing and swearing and hammering the thing. Okay, they're pouring out their life. Some of the, some of the people, they, it was just such a beautiful moment when we removed the stain and we could see the real colours. There was such a, a moment of life. They are participating with love in the recreation of a teddy or motor picture or motorbike, whatever it is. They pour themselves into their recreation. Paul poured himself into this church. He said, we treated you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded and encouraged you. We urged you to live your lives in a way that others would consider worthy. He poured himself into them like a mother, a nursing mother. We were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. Friends, when Paul says, honour your leaders, what he's drawing our hearts to is an attitude of openness and uh, honour isn't demanded honour's given and honour's given and uh, expressed not because one of the honour your leaders but because it's a delight the teddy bear in the restore shop honours the craftsman by surrendering the gift of the teddy bear to the shop is an honouring we trust you to work on this friends honouring it's an overflow of our hearts. It's not demanded, but it's entrusted. And this ch- repair shop, the church, is a place of love and trust. It's a quiet rest. We love the way. Thank you, the way you pray and support. And in this repair shop, in this repair shop, we're those that, okay, we're learning to, master craftsmen, be at work in me. We each need oiling. Because some of us, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. In this repair shop, there's an atmosphere of patience. There's an atmosphere of understanding and affirmation. Now, urge those who are lazy. That doesn't mean you can't have a lay-in. Okay, it's not that sort of lazy. What this is saying is, urge those who are, are not aware of the task. It's like soldiers, be, be alert. The New Testament often, be alert, be ready, watch out, wake up, Paul says. So warn those who are just, we might say, Adrian's paraphrase, wake up and warn those who are casual about what we've been called to. Wake up and warn those who are a bit dismissive, oh, I'll, I'll be all right. No. 
sharpen up. The kingdom of heaven is here. God is among us. Encourage those who are timid. Important to get it right way around. Not warn the timid and encourage the lazy. <laughs> Take tender care of those who are. We get it the right way around. We encourage the timid. We don't warn the timid. Some of us lean towards timid at times, don't we? We're in good company. Uh, the Bible is full of, the full of explanation. Be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Are you listening? Be strong and very courageous. Okay, he needed to hear it. Or Timothy. I always think of him as timid Timothy. Paul says, this, this is why I said to you, fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you. God's not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. You got it, Timothy? But of power and love and self-discipline. Friends, let's be those who are wise in the way we speak. Sometimes it's a, wake up, stir yourself, come on. God has called you. Other times it's a, arm on the shoulder. Let, me, let us walk. Let us walk in this together. Different ways, different times. But that's what it's like in the repair shop, isn't it? Okay, there's one sewing, there's another sticking, there's another hammering. And together there's something beautiful is fashioned.